everyone. Welcome back to the Mob Mentality Podcast. This is the podcast made for moms of busy babies. And we have a woman here with us today, Miss Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. And she's a woman of many hats, I have to say. She is a mom, an attorney, an author, an intuitive business coach. And so welcome. We're so excited to have you. I am thrilled to be here, Sasha. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited to just dive right in. I think you have so many things that you're going to be able to bring to the table today. And I just even want to start off with finding out a little bit about your background and what led you to come up with this live life on fire mentality. I'm going to call it the mentality that you are teaching very busy, successful women. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I came up with it because it was based on my life. I have had a beautiful life, wonderful parents, caring community. I have a loving husband and lovely daughter. And I have been able to use my skills, gifts, and talents to not just serve my clients and my community, but it has blessed my house as well. I am a CPA, an attorney, an ordained minister. I founded a media organization as well as a publishing house. And I'm also a speaker, coach, and number one best-selling author of five books. But, oh, well, thank you. Just running the world over here. Right. I'm for if you're just listening. <laughs> right. But um, here's the thing. The world ran me. And, <laughs> and all these things came together to a place where I was thought I was having a great time because I was busy, I was moving and all these great things were happening, but there were things going on in my body that I was just ignoring that were indicating that I was running on fumes. My hair started to break off. And since all I did was buy wigs. I mean, Queen Beyonce herself would have been like, girl, can I borrow that? You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And my nails started to split and all I did was like go and get like acrylic and then I just be all blamed out. And even my, my face started to just like deteriorate my skin. And I was just like, I just learned how to beat my face like these Instagram girls. And it all came crashing down because one day I was so tired. I passed out in the middle of the floor. I oh could not gosh. even make it to my bed. And my daughter who was only six at the time found me like that wow yes and I was too tired to get up to put her to bed she literally got her Disney blanket from her bed and put it over my body kissed me on the forehead and put a little pillow under my head and said good night mommy and the only strength I had was to say good night baby and that was it for me that was it I got goosebumps. You're even talking about that just now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even just thinking about that time. And that was 10 years ago. I still okay. tear up because if it had not been that scenario, that experience, that was the only thing that was going to wake me up and say, hey, if you don't get yourself together, you won't be around to see her graduate, have her own family, do the doggone thing in this world. And so that's when I knew something had to change. But Candidly speaking, I didn't know where to begin to even do that. And I went back to what I knew, which was doing things. But 
my body at that point was just worn down and I developed stage four endometriosis, which is the uncontrollable growth of uterine cells outside the uterus. And mine was really bad. It had attached to just about everything, including my lungs. And I had to have a series of very radical surgeries. And during that time, I was on bed rest for months. And I had a chance to think and to pray and to ask God for support and help. And he sent me two wonderful people. The first was Rowena Silvera Beck, who was a performance coach. And she had me list everything that I did, which was seven pages, single space. And she said, you got to get that down to two. Oh, wow. Right. And so that was the first part of the mindset that happened because I thought that because I was doing all these wonderful, positive things that you can't put those down, right? But they are no longer consistent with what God has for you. And your body just can't take it anymore than they absolutely have to go. And so I stripped everything down to just now my coaching and my speaking, my books and my law firm. Right. And then I started working with a soul coach, Jill Flowers. And that is ongoing, <clears throat> excuse me, to ensure that basically I don't slide back into those mentalities. I love that you said like that is ongoing because you yes. can be a coach. You can helping other people, but that does not mean that you need to stop getting help. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. And so people saw the change in me, that my demeanor, my, my body, my hair, my skin had come back and they were like, what are you doing? And when I started sharing my journey, they were like, that's me. But you know, we are so good at hiding and putting on these masks when we go out into the world. You would not know that people are hurting and they are struggling. And so that's what made me create the Live Life on Fire blueprint. I wrote the book and created the training based on what I went through. And so it really is for people who they know that they are working too hard that they have achieved everything that they ever wanted. But this insatiable need for happiness has driven them into a desperate and unhappy place that now they know they have to move forward into joy. Yes. Yes. I think, can you even talk about the difference between just being being satisfied, feeling happy, and then what joy means? Absolutely. So happiness is externally defined. You're happy if the sun is out. You're sad if it's raining. That means that something or someone always has control over your emotions. You can be emotionally hijacked at any time. I don't think anybody wants to see that kind of control to anybody, right? But we're not necessarily given the tools, the life skills to even know the difference. Whereas I define joy as being an internal job. So no matter whether it's sunny outside or it's raining, I am grateful that I get to even enjoy the day. And so joy is really an an infinite source of gratitude because there's always something to be happy for. And we use that gratitude to fuel us through our day because just keeping it real, right? We're going to have challenges. 
There will yes. be things that try and take us down. People we love will disappoint us, betray us, do things that just totally have no bearing and make no sense whatsoever. But we can still have joy in those moments because we are here and we appreciate who we are. We appreciate the fact that we showed up. We appreciate the fact that we know that tomorrow is going to be better. But we have to tap into that and to know that as our joy. Yes. And that's, that's so powerful. And that takes practice. Yes, it absolutely does. It is a daily practice of getting up and setting my intentions, of taking the quiet time in the morning and doing my prayers, my meditations, my stretching and yoga to prepare me in all aspects of me. So mental, emotional, physical, as well as spiritual so that my aggregate intelligence, all of me is ready for whatever the day has in front of me. You lay your foundation first. Yes. Before you take on the world. You got that right. Because if you're not firm, you're gonna crumble. This, yes. And I have two even different directions that I wanna go with this. So one question I have is, so you walked us through, it's like what your morning foundation looks like. And I think that's so significant because we start the day in this chaotic state and then the rest of the day seems to follow how our morning starts. And so I'm with you on that. It's like a really solid day starts with a solid morning routine. And how long do you even give yourself for your morning routine to be able to incorporate all those different aspects? It's normally a couple of hours. And I know that your audience is probably like, girl, do you know how, what time I have to get up in the morning? Yes. I do. I get up somewhere between four and five most mornings. And I will tell you, number one, after you've done it a while and your body appreciates what you have given it, it will naturally wake you up. Like I don't even have to set my alarm anymore. Um, The second thing is you will notice a marked difference in how your day unfolds when you do your practice, however you set it up as to po- opposed to those days where you skip it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Do you even notice that you have more energy, even if you've possibly gotten less sleep, and but you still wake up and you do your morning routine versus if you stay in bed and don't do your morning routine? Yes, I absolutely do. That's something I've noticed with myself. I'm like, I have an, a, she just turned nine months old and I still, I'm with you on that timeline of waking up and sticking to that routine because I, it matters for me and how my level of patience, how I respond to everyone else and everything else within my day. And I will feel so tired. I mean, it's all transparency. I'm like, I just do not want to get out of bed. You know, it's like I could really use that little bit of extra sleep when she goes back to sleep in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, like I will know I will be dragging later in the day if I do not get this time in for myself in the morning. Yes. Sounds yes. so crazy. Well, you know what? It it does sound crazy, crazy, but the way that I take it in for me is that I have given myself a gift first. I put mm-hmm. myself first and that feeling goes into my little gratitude well. And so that is regenerating all through the day. The fact that for the first time I, I chose me and now I can show up better for everybody. Yeah. Yes. 
this is what my audience needs to hear, especially being moms, busy, very successful professional women, is that you have to pour into yourself. Like we are so busy pouring into our kids and work and home, everything. And it's like, you're just running on empty and that's not okay. No, it's not. And uh, sisters, I will tell you, if you wait until your body tells you that you're in trouble, it is beyond bad at that point. Yeah. You had some really big physical things going on that were screaming at you. It sounds like, like hey, yeah. stop, stop. And you just, we tried putting on that filter. Like, yes. It's going to be, I'll be okay. And you're yes. like, uh-uh. <laughs> yes. So one of the other things that you had said and as part of your morning routine is it sounds like there's a lot of health aspects in there. And yes. when I was even you know doing a little bit of research, my, my background info on you, I really loved looking into your pillars that fall within your method, your formula that you teach women. And one, I want you to tell us about all of them, but one that really even stood out to me was add health into your wealth. Yes. And it sounds like you even do that first thing in the morning. And what does that look like as far as like when you're coaching, when you tell other women to make sure that they're taking care of their body? Absolutely. So the first thing that I tell people is that everything that I'm sharing with you, these are things that I had to work through myself. So this is not something that I'm just throwing at you and saying, here, work it. Or I just did it on Google, right? I, I yeah. experienced this myself. And what I found is that you could have all the money in the bank, live in a beautiful home, be married to a handsome guy and have a beautiful child. And I was blessed with those things and was not able to enjoy not a one because I was so sick. So it didn't mean anything if I could not get up and even go outside at one point right after my surgery because my incision was so serious, they didn't want it to possibly get infected. Well. I'm, I'm a Florida baby. I'm from Miami. I, that was just like, I thought I was going to die. What? I can't go outside? Get some yeah. fresh air? You know? Right. And that may seem so small, but what are we working for? We're working to enjoy our lives, the things that we actually love to have more of those things. And if one of the things that I love is being able to enjoy the great outdoors, but I can't, then I missed the mark. Yep. Yeah. So true. Will you tell us about some of your other points that are part of your formula? Absolutely. So I, and, and this is set up just like in the book, right? Okay. So there are five points for you to live this life on fire. And I, I have to say this, I am not suggesting that you burn your life down. Your life is beautiful. You have worked hard for it. And it has aspects that are absolutely amazing, right? You have worked hard for your family, the things that you've acquired, your businesses, your clients. And they're not going anywhere. What I am asking you to do is reframe the way that you use those things to define how successful you are. Okay, so now that okay. we've said that, now we can go in. Yes. So the first, the first part is, we have to learn how to be in silence. And the reason that being in silence is important is because we are always taught to be on the ready, to have an answer. And we never give ourselves a chance to, number one, listen to what is being said and to come up with a response 
that honors us as well as what is being requested of us. Number two, we don't give ourselves a chance to rejuvenate, particularly the part of our brain that is in, is in charge of communications. Okay. That is a big deal when we're talking about running businesses and being out and about because we're constantly talking, pitching, selling, marketing, and we are the thing that is being marketed because for most of us, we have skills, gifts, and talents that really make us shine, right? But the thing that we are promoting, other people do that. So when people are buying from us, they are tapping into something about us that is special, right? Right. But but if we can't honor ourselves and give ourselves a chance to rest and have that feeling of peace go out into the world, then a person does not have an opportunity to really get who we are, what we are, and how we serve. All they're getting is what we want from them. Right? That is truth right there. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's the first part. The second thing is, we and it's related, and most of us, and I'm an us. No okay. Silence. Say, so we don't like being quiet. <laughs> no. We, it, I, <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's like, and I think even we feel like we have to have an answer for everything. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. and we and we we do not, and that is a big deal when we're talking about being able to take it all in, and really assess what is going on right now. We are so focused on planning for tomorrow and next that we can't even appreciate now. But I'm telling you, if the person sitting across from you does not feel that they have your full and undivided attention, tomorrow's not coming with them. Mm -hmm. Because they're looking for somebody and for something that is going to make them feel like the only moment that matters is right now. And you're able to get there with silence. I actually do a silent retreat at least once a year where for three or four days, there's no talking, no texting, no email, no TV, nothing. How was your very first experience doing that? Oh, I cried. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. I cried. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's right there. Like That's the real truth of like, how hard being silent can be. I've never done it. And I have a feeling like I would not know how to react either because I'm such a, like, interact with people. This is what I enjoy. And I'm like, yes. okay, I'm supposed to be quiet. Like, I can't ask anybody a question or, you know, find mm -hmm. out how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, but I find that after it's over, there is a level of clarity and okay. focus. And it allows me to once again, look at my life and see, okay, has anything crept up that needs to be peeled off? Because that's part of life, right? There are things that come and you deal with them and they don't necessarily um, meet the uh, qualifications to stay around forever. They were just supposed to be here for a season, but they were so cool and we had so much fun. We mm -hmm. don't want to let them go, but we got to let them go <laughs> so we can move on to the next thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Give yourself permission. And yes. it's okay to have different phases. Of, I know I've been through so many different phases of life and it's 
it was really good whenever it was there, but I'm like, that's not where I know I was meant to stay. And looking back a lot of times I'm like, thank God I moved on. Yes. Thank God I moved on. And even though you've not done the silence class, I suspect that that realization came to you in a moment of quiet in your life. Yes. The quiet that all probably came from chaos, honestly, like for me personally, it's like things are really chaotic and there was a lot going on. It's a lot of moving parts. And I was like, is this really like who I'm meant to be really doing that inventory of even myself? It's like, does this align with where I'm trying to go? You know, what are my values, what I respect in other people? And then I'm just like, maybe this is time to, to move on from this chapter, this phase, this group of people, this situation. So, yes. yep. And that's okay. Absolutely. Every, every single day, it is absolutely okay to make the choice that's best for you. Mm-hmm. And to and to trust that things are going to work out. Yeah. And what are some of your other pillars? Yeah. And so the next one is um, breathing. Just okay. Taking a chance to just be and breathe in the moment, because when we don't, it becomes a real problem with us. Number one, being our maximum and best self, and by that I mean that. Every day we get up and we show up the best way we can, but that is not necessarily the best version of ourselves. And what you were talking about with permission, we have to give ourselves grace and permission for that, but understand that can't be every day. And so when we take the time to breathe through, breathe through before we say something that we may not mean, breathe through before we commit to something that has absolutely nothing to do with who we are, where we are right now and our purpose, then we now are giving ourselves power to move on to the next one, which is working and living in flow. Now, flow flow can get you kind of caught up. I'm not going to sit here and lie because there will be times in your life where somebody will come and say something And you will say, that sounds great. And you'll start in. And now you feel like you're committed because you said yes. But when we were talking about permission and grace, that applies here. If you get into it and you find that it is not what you thought it would be, it's okay for you to pull out. That's part of flow. That's part of honoring who you are. And It also honors the other person because now they have an opportunity to get someone in that space, whether it's a relationship, a job, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. who fits and who are, are, are lined up and consistently vibrating with their flow. Yes. Like that one a lot. It's okay to pull out. I think I tell people a lot of times, Mike, if you could almost make your default saying like, you know, let me get back to you or yes. instead of just constantly like, yeah, yeah. Like that sounds great. And it's like, we find ourselves like our head nodding yes. And inside of us, everything's screaming like, no, no. How am I going to do this? And it's like, it's okay to, to give yourself that silence. Yes. Like, let me get back to you and not commit right away. Yes. Absolutely. Did you struggle with that personally? Like being such a overachiever and have so many things going on? And sometimes I still do. That's why I still see Jill every other week, 
because the things that come to me at this point in life, and I'm sure you have the same experience, they're good things. They're positive things. They are edifying. They are empowering. And they all sound really good. And so I have to pull back and say, let me get back with you. Let me look at my calendar. Let me see if I, I can honor that commitment. Because sometimes I'm not going to lie. I just want to jump in and say, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I know even like with us, I don't know if it's applied at all, but like we've had this scheduled for about two months. Has and it been that long? Oh yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> and it's like we scheduled this way in advance. And I just think this goes to like show that you put into practice exactly what you're saying is that like, you booked this far in advance in your calendar to not have to be stressed out about it to when you had time and when was really working for you instead of just like, yeah, sure. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. That, that at this point does not work um, for just like all these busy moms with their busy babies. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a daughter. She's in performing arts. My husband has a church. So I'm a first lady. We have a lot going on and that's outside of working. So that, let's do something tomorrow thing. Very rarely does that work. <laughs> in, in your book. So between how do you take somebody from success and bridging that gap between success and joy? Yes. So I asked them to reframe their lives from thinking about being perfect to being excellent. The difference okay. is that being perfect you are literally using someone else's standard to define where you fall in life, whether you are happy, whether you are successful, right? Mm -hmm. Not understanding that they borrowed that from someone else that they saw. So you're not even using an original. You are using some knocked off copy. You're never going to be happy like that. You have to transition over to excellence, which means you set your own standards. You built your own framework, your own rubric. And that is what I encourage my clients to do. Okay. I'm not asking you to get rid of the things that you've worked hard to achieve. I'm not asking you to eliminate your relationships. What I'm asking you to do is to identify anything that falls into that perfection category and let them go and keep the things that fall into the excellence category. Do you find any common reoccurring themes that fall within that perfect category for women? Absolutely, I do. Um, most people do not truly define life success with stuff. But we have been taught by well-meaning people, people who loved us, family, friends, teachers, mentors, etc., that you're successful when you get promoted, when you get raises, when you move into a certain zip code, when you can wear a certain type of clothing. But when you get down to the bottom of it, when you ask people why you want those things, it's always the same. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time doing the things I love. I want to spend more time with myself, with me. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it all comes down to. We have been taught that these external things will help us to get to these internal things, but they don't. They actually take us further and further away from them. 
And and that's the thing that's consistent. People saying <gasps> when they realize that. Yep. I believe that's a hundred percent accurate because we are like, and especially now with so much on social media and it's like, it's our new form of entertainment and television and where we go for all things. And it can be really beneficial, but it can also have a really negative impact on feeling like things have to go a very specific certain way for you to be happy or be successful. And that's, that's not true. Like I, I left a very successful corporate job and that was so much of my identity and mm -hmm. the God things happen and it's like, okay, this is not where you're meant to be anymore. And I, it was a really rude awakening. I'm like, I spent, you know, 10 years of my life going after this and being really, really good at it. Yes. What the heck am I going to do now? And so many feelings of insecurity and being uncomfortable and, I had to let go of what everybody defined as success because that's what they define success for in my life. Like the rest of my family, that's what made me who I am. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, but that's not who I am. You know, I so relate to that. When I meet people, they ask me, so what should I call you? Cause they're, they're talking about like my designations and things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I introduced myself as Lonita. I expect you to call me that. And it blows their mind because particularly like if I'm in a industry meeting, because if you're an attorney, you want to be called attorney. I worked hard for that. If I am with a bunch of theologians and, and preachers and doctor, I'm a doctor. I worked hard for that. And I'm just like, all true, but that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Yes. We, and that's why we get this beautiful version of you today through all the work that you've done. So fantastic. So I know I see your book back behind you. So everybody can, like, if you're on YouTube, you can take a look of what the cover looks like. Can you tell us where we can find your books, where we can connect with you just to, to better our lives, to become more joyful? Well, thank you very much. So Live Life on Fire is available on all of the major platforms, but it's easy if you, if you come to my website, which is LanitaMitchellBlackwell.com, and you can join my email list. We can connect via social. And of course, you can buy my book, which is available hardback, paperback, Kindle, and Audible. There's no reason why you should not have access to this book. That's yes. for sure. Uh, well, this has been absolutely incredible. And I'm going to post everything in the description, have links, check it out. I've been on your website. I think it's great. It's even very, uh, very welcoming, it's very easy to navigate. So I'm very excited for women to be able to get this and check it out. And just like I said, take those small steps that will make a tremendous difference in your life to just thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, so many aspects. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I have had so much fun with you. It's been great. Thank you.